Hey guys, this is Beth. And this is Jeff. And this is your Enneagram Coach, the podcast, where we're going to help you to understand yourself with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. Well, last week, we interviewed Dr. Allison Cook, who's the co-author of Boundaries for Your Soul, an amazing book, let me just say. Man, it has been, uh, it, it's on the top shelf now. Like yeah. We often recommend it alongside uh, other Enneagram books, uh, particularly ours. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then in that episode, we were really talking about self-leadership through the lens of the Enneagram. So to understand this topic, which is really about internal family systems and the Enneagram, be sure to go back to that episode, the last one, so that you can understand the basics of what we're really going to dive into today, which is really going to be about how each Enneagram type can have self-leadership, mentorship, coaching your own self. Well, and here are the big ideas of what we're trying to get at. So uh, the Enneagram has had a significant impact upon our lives and our family. Um, But one other modality that has been helpful for us in how we use the Enneagram is something called internal family systems. But here are the questions that it's answering, um, because we still are Enneagram coaches. We're not IFS certified therapists, but uh, here are the big ideas behind it. Number one, we are more than just our main type. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all know this to be true. Uh, we've been able to help type thousands of people. I think over a million people now have taken our assessment and people come back like, well, I, I test as a nine and a two, a seven, a four, a six and a one, a two and a three. And they're trying to figure this out. Well, IFS helps us to understand that we are more than just our type. Yeah. I mean, and and that's why I love the Enneagram because it really goes through how we are as humans. We're not just one type. Not all nines respond the exact same way because even though we have a main type, we use all nine types to varying degrees. And internal family systems or IFS really helps us to understand how we're using the different parts of the Enneagram alongside our main type, but mainly to focus on the core motivations of our main type. That's why we always want you to land on your main type first, because everything else starts to make sense. So the second thing is, is that we don't just have one strategy or response or style to how we engage with life. There are times that, you know, we've talked about this some on the podcast. If you're a regular listener, Beth is a nine, but eight is a part of her. And so there are times that I experience Beth's <laughs> eightness, mm-hmm. and many people don't. Um, I'm a six, and at times I can be very adventuresome, throw caution to the wind, and can look very sevenish. Mm-hmm. How do we understand those things um, through the lens of the union? Well, the, the IFS helps us with that. Absolutely, and I, I think that's so amazing because so many people will look at me like, how is it possible there's a nine with an eight wing? And I'm like, exactly. (laughs) That's right. It's very complex inside. Um, But it's also a great gift, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, my eightness, though, at times when I'm hurt or afraid, feel very vulnerable, I'm going to push you and maybe the kids or other people away um, because I'm so afraid of being vulnerable, harmed, um, and betrayed, especially when I'm so tender inside, which is so eightish. But my eightness also gives me the strength and the passion and the courage to move forward with boldness. Like last year when we created so many books and resources 
just plowing through that year is is not the typical nine-ish mentality, but my eightness gave me that great strength to move forward. And it really helps us to understand why one nine might not look exactly like the next nine. And the last thing that we want to mention, uh, which is really crucial here, um, and that is that these parts of us have both healthy and unhealthy functions for us. They have both aligned with the truth of the gospel and misaligned uh, strategies to live life apart from Christ. Now, this is really important because, you know, for many of us, let's just take an inner critic, okay, mm-hmm. that the perfectionism that may uh, resemble or resonate with the type one. Well, some of us think we just need to silence it, get rid of it. But the reality is, is that part of you has been there for a long time, and it has a good reason why it's there in your heart and in your mind, and why you use it in your relationships and how you engage in the world. But as Allison said, that sometimes they operate in the extreme, where it actually leads us away from the truth rather than bringing us back to Christ. Yeah, and it, you know, we we picked up a lot of these strategies when we were young, right? Um, and we didn't have the ability to kind of nuance our heart and understand it and uh, parent it or lead it, um, and so we kind of keep with that for many years, unless we've had parents or other authority figures to really help shape us. Um, And so those things can really stick up. And when I talk about the Enneagram, I can't tell you probably the most important thing that I want people to focus in on is where is your heart? Is your heart aligned, misaligned, or out of alignment with the truth of the gospel? And that's with every category we talk about. When we talk about wings, it's the same thing. Your wings, like we're going to talk about here, give great you know, um, resources for you to use. But if it's misaligned with the truth of the gospel, you're going to use it in ways that are not healthy. Now, you think they're going to be helpful, (laughs) but they're not. Um, And so that's really what we're all about is as we're talking through all of these different layers to the Enneagram or abilities to use them in our everyday life, where's your heart? And that's what God really is focusing in on is your heart motivation, your intention, not just the outward behavior. Now, one thing to keep in mind as we're going through this is that we're integrating kind of two systems, two modalities, the Enneagram and internal family sense. So if you're... No one's done this. That's right. So we're starting the conversation. This is how Beth and I have used it and found it very helpful. But you'll notice that it's not... Purist. It's if you're an IFS certified mm-hmm. therapist, you're gonna be like, yeah, but they're missing it. Well, yes, we are missing it. We're admitting it right now. Mm-hmm. And for you Enneagram folks, like, what? Now you're blowing my mind. You're adding the Enneagram. Yeah, because uh, we're really complex people, and there are a lot of tools that can be helpful. But in the end, you're gonna find that the goal for you to be able to lead, to coach, to mentor, to pastor your own heart is the goal here. Mm-hmm. And these two models put together is really going to give you some insight. Yeah. I, you know, I know, Jeff, you started using IFS before I did. Um, and man, it was like so cool to hear you explaining, you know, in the different, you know, things that are happening inside you and the different parts. And um, I just felt like in here, this was like maybe just three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that time, I've been using the Enneagram for a long time. I even had your Enneagram coach started. Um but as a nine again, that internal fog made it so hard. I kind of felt like I was looking inside going, I don't see anything in the way that you were explaining it. But once I put on, of course, my Enneagram cap with this modality, 
all of a sudden, everything made so much more sense. And so that's what we're hoping today to kind of unveil for everyone else through each of the types, a way, not the way, a way you can use IFS with your Enneagram type. We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, it's here. Registration is open for Enneagram for Moms cohort. Yes, from May 6th to May 13th, you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same Enneagram type, plus with a certified Enneagram coach leading the way. Wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom from your type? Yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening. But when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. The groups start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90-minute sessions, and there's eight of them. Plus, you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today. So for those of you who may uh, not have listened to episode one of this series, um, but also uh, just as quick review for those of you who did, so let's talk about the three parts of IFS um, as they're defined in the book Boundaries for Your Soul. So this is uh, what an exile is. We've all experienced some brokenness that we cannot fix, some sadness that we cannot undo. We try to forget emotional wounds, but we often deny parts of ourselves in the process. And so parts of us harbor the feelings and insecurities we would rather the world not see. These parts are called exiles because they've been banished or in hiding. Exiles are the distressed parts that your managers and firefighters are trying to protect. Voiceless and not long neglected, many exiles can be in a state that psychologists call learned helplessness. They have great need, they've often yielded their own power in counterproductive ways, and if not befriended, exiles can cause a host of problems, including phobias or victim mentality. These exile parts are the wounded, lonely, vulnerable parts of us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get at how each main type, where those can be found, and how we think and feel. The next one are managers. So managers are the protectors that strive to keep you emotionally safe and prevent more vulnerable parts of you from experiencing harm. They work vigilantly to keep life smooth and predictable. The last category are firefighters. And what I, the phrase that I learned from my training with Dr. Dan Allender is that these are the parts that try to fill numb or blind desire, particularly when anxiety increases. These are the Overeating, over planning, over um, criticizing, whatever it is. Over dieting. Over dieting. Mm-hmm. These extreme parts of us to try and put out the anxiety. And here's how Boundaries for Your Soul describes it. When you're hurting, another category of protectors called firefighters strive to minimize your suffering. Firefighters, as their name suggests, 
try to extinguish pain after it occurs. These are impulsive parts that indulge in a lot of whatever feels good, distracting you and tricking you into believing that you're handling life well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, for us, this was so life altering when we really started learning IFS. Now, you started learning it before I did. Um, and when I saw how helpful it was for you, I thought, man, this is so great. And as a nine, I would look internal and it felt like uh, just a thick fog. Like I couldn't see what you could see in yourself. And, but when I brought the Enneagram, my, my knowledge of myself up to this point, because this was just like two or three years ago, the knowledge that I had already at this point with the Enneagram and I brought it into um, a, a partnership with IFS all of a sudden, everything was so clear. It was like, oh, my eight wing is a part of me, and my one wing is a part of me, and my three and my six, they're a part of me. And this is how they operate when they're really struggling and hurting and trying to protect me. But also, this is the gift that they bring. So what we're going to do is in the next episode, we're going to give you a lot of tools and resources on how to become more aware. And actually, we have an an acronym aware. And we're going to go through that acronym next episode to really help you to have specific exercises to coach yourself. So stay tuned for next week into really knowing how to use what we're going to lay out today um, for yourself. So really, we're going to walk the wheel for each type and talk about how wings and how different paths can serve as managers for us, but also how each of those parts of us can serve as a gift that the Lord's given us so that we can love and serve others well. Yeah, and I think that's an important thing. We're not really going into right now the firefighters of each of the types. We're really going to just look at what are the potential exiles. Now, every person's going to have to really think about it and nuance it for themselves um, and the words that they would use or the stories they have. Um, But then we're going to talk about managers, but each person, their firefighters, Um, might look just a little bit different. And so we just really recommend that you get boundaries for the soul and look at the firefighter section and really think through what firefighters are do you use the most? Okay, so let's dive into walking the wheel. And we're going to start with type nine this time. Um, And the reason being is it's a lot easier for me to explain my own internal world to you guys and kind of walk this out um, because I worked on it for so long and still do. Um, So for the type nines, an exile that you might be feeling or resonating with is that, again, you don't matter. Your voice doesn't matter. You've lost your voice. You're losing connection with others. Um, You don't matter. You're not good enough. These are those vulnerable parts that are inside you. And I know for me, there's this common theme inside me that says, don't assert yourself. It's not going to matter. Just go along to get along. And that's a very tender, um, scared, alone part inside me. So how do I use my wings and the two lines, the paths, to be my managers in a way that's not as helpful and a way that is a gift, right? So we want to talk again about being aligned and misaligned. So for my eight wing, my eight wing serves as a manager to resist, to challenge, and to get others to back off and to leave me alone. So when I am, like I said earlier, hurt, vulnerable, sad, I I feel so tender and I feel powerless and vulnerable that my eight rises up and I really can kind of push Jeff or the kids aside to try to take care and tend to myself because I'm so afraid of being hurt. 
But again, my eight can serve as a gift because it brings me passion, intensity, and energy to my nine self. It can be a little slothful at times, and it gets me going. Now, my one wing can serve as a manager because the inner critic can rise up, and it can tell me how I could be better. I could do things better. Um, And that if I don't, if I do something wrong or bad, I will lose connection with others, which is my greatest fear as a nine. And then, but the, the one can serve as a great gift for me. If I'm aligned with the truth of the gospel and use my one wing in a good way, I can, it can make me more focused, efficient, precise, and effective. Now, The nines will move in the path of six, usually under stress, but we can also use the six again. Remember, you can use all of the numbers that you're connected to in a healthy to unhealthy way. So as a manager, my six can help me to read people and to think of the worst case scenarios that can happen in relationship. Now, it's a little bit different than how a six might use it. But remember, I'm using my six for my nine core motivations. So I'm trying to predict, you know, is everyone happy? Is everyone okay? What could go wrong? And I'm trying to manage relationships and make sure everyone is happy. And that can get into a lot of codependency tendencies. And um, I lose myself in that process. But the six can be a great gift to me when I'm aligned with the truth of the gospel and I create loyal, secure relationships, and then I become brave and courageous in the midst of fear and doubt. And then lastly, the path that I go to three. Now, I can use the three as a manager where I'm managing my image, I'm trying to perform and to please others and wanting them to think well of me. And so I'll kind of do whatever I need to do, be flexible, go along uh, to get along, but make sure I look good while I'm doing it. But the three can serve as a great gift for me as a nine and that it brings me confidence and assertiveness to show up in life and to bless others with the gifts that God has given me and the passions that I'm supposed to give to others. So I hope that just seeing type nine through my own story, that this is how we're going to walk through the rest of the eight types, that you will start to see this unfolding, this beautiful um, interplay within yourself of the different parts that the Enneagram reveals to us, and so that this will bring you even more clarity as you move forward. So Jeff, why don't you take type one? Fantastic. Thanks, sweetie. So type ones, exiles are going to exist around beliefs, feelings, emotions, uh, bodily sensations where you feel bad, corrupt, or irredeemable. Those are the parts of you that all these managers are going to try and protect. Now, ones have a nine wing. And so not the nine wing can serve as a manager for ones to blind themselves to their inner critic. They lack self-awareness because they don't want to acknowledge what's happening inside of them. But the nine wing can also serve for a noble purpose in the life of a one because they can bring the gift of warmth, compassion, and empathy for others. And, you know, ones know this, those times whenever they can move into people's lives kind of in a critical way versus a way that creates safe space for others and that they are more mentors and bring wisdom. Well, ones can also have two wing. And so the two wing can serve as a manager to move into people's lives to try and fix them. 
But that same part of them can serve for noble purposes as a gift to come alongside others with empathy and compassion, rather than inserting them themselves into people's lives to fix or redeem, they're actually moving into their lives to help, to show empathy and compassion. Now, the one uh, moves down the path to four. And the four part of them can serve as a manager and focus on their flaws or the flaws in others. They're striving to be unique um, by using their critical perspective, but yet no one understands how right they are. But on the flip side, the four part can serve as a gift to bring depth, creativity, and beauty along with that one's awesome gift of order and logic. Then next is the one can move down the seven path. And the seven part of their heart can serve as a manager in rebellious behavior. They become less focused and they're seeking to satisfy repressed cravings and you know those of you who know ones or live with ones you know there's kind of this other side to them that's uncharacteristic of their kind of ordered life where they're much more indulgent and that's the managerial seven part of them but it, that seven part of them can also be a gift to bring joy to bring freedom and levity creativity and a sense of adventure that no longer are they confined by these Um, limiting beliefs, but they have shepherded the exile so that they can be their fullest expression of who God's made them to be. Yeah, that's great. All right, type twos, you're up. So the exile part that you might resonate with is that part of you that feels rejected, unloved, unappreciated, just dispensable, not needed by others. Now, how you might use the one wing as a manager is that you can use this manager to insert your advice and support um, from a sense of knowing like what is needed to be fixed. I know you need this and I am going to fix it. Um, And so you bring that part in kind of in a more forceful, confident way. Um, because you're looking for that, oh, you're so amazing, you know, thank you so much, because you're fearing that rejection, that exile part. But the one wing can serve as a great gift to you by giving you wisdom and direction, warmth, compassion, and great empathy when you give wisdom to others. And then the three wing can serve as a manager by being more focused on your image management and showing your worth and value more overtly. But you also can use the three as the great gift of being efficient, practically helpful, and honoring yourself at the highest level three. Because twos, sometimes you don't take good care of yourself because you're focusing on everyone else. Well, the threes will, um, that three part, the healthy part will help you to make goals and achieve them for your own self-care. And then the eight path that you can go down, you can use the eight as a manager by becoming a challenger and a protector for those you love. Now, You can become reactive and defensive when accusations are brought your way, but you can use the eight as a gift by becoming powerful in your presence and helping others to plow a path for others that are left at the mercy of injustice. You also don't need others to come through for you to understand your self-worth. You already know that your self-worth is wrapped up in the love of God. Now, the four path that you can go down, you can use the four as a manager part in having more of a victim mentality. Nobody loves me, nobody understands me, and desiring someone to rescue you. 
But the four can serve as a great gift for you twos in honoring others' uniqueness that offers emotional depth and sympathy without the need to fix people. So you're there to listen, observe, and to encourage the way that person is just in themselves. Now, Jeff, why don't you take type three? Fantastico. And just as a reminder, what how to move from using these different parts of us from healthy to unhealthy. For this particular episode, we're just describing how each of these numbers can serve in particular roles in our relationships and within our, how we relate to ourselves. In the next episode, we're going to go through a specific exercise that you can do on a daily basis to befriend and become aware of these parts of you, how they're working for you in a regular way, but also how to apply the gospel to yourself so that you can be the leader of these parts. You can become your own loving parent. You can become your own best coach. So let's look at type three. Type three exiles are going to be around the uh, experiences of shame being unproductive, or feeling like you're a failure. And all the managers in these other parts are trying to protect you from experiencing shame or the sense of being a failure. Now, threes have a two-wing, and so that two-wing can serve as a manager by being dependent on other people's opinions and inserting themselves in order to be the hero for other people. But that two wing can serve as a gift for the three to see others' needs and to help them to address their needs. They become great coaches and mentors who encourage others, but serving other people's needs, not their own need for accomplishment. Threes also have a four wing, and that four wing can serve as a manager to where they feel defective or invaluable and feel like others don't quite understand what it's like to be a three or how to achieve this uh, particular level um, of significance or have a particular image. Now, that's also a gift for them because the four part of their hearts can serve as a gift to bring emotional authenticity and depth. Well, threes also move down the path to six, where that six part of their heart can serve as a manager where they begin to worry about what could go wrong, uh, what where their potential failure could be, and choose not to try something for fear that failure is possible. But that six part of their heart actually can be a tremendous gift for them because they can think through all the possibilities but move ahead with courage, willing to accept both success and failure, but from a heart that's at rest with the truth that their value comes from what Christ has done for them. Next is the nine path. And so for the type three, the nine part of their hearts can serve as a manager to avoid discouraging people or situations, uh, to avoid uh, self-awareness in order to remain productive and on task. But that nine part can also serve as a gift because that can invite them to draw them into being more authentic to their true self and to bring that self to the forefront for all that they enjoy and all that they experience. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, so type fours, your exiles, some of the ones that might pop up, um, I'm sure there's more, but an exile can feel very defective, insignificant, ordinary, like you're just like everyone else. Like that's an exile that you can feel ashamed of. You want to be different. But 
with your three wing, your three wing can serve as a manager for you by focusing on your image management and drawing attention to others to see how special, unique, and different you are compared to others. So you're kind of drawing attention, hoping that other, others see this uniqueness about you. But the three can serve as a gift to you to bring forth the confidence that your unique talents and gift and depth bless others. And that that is so amazing because you have so much to offer with the beauty and the meaning that you see in the world. And the threes can give you the confidence and the ability to move forward with that. Now, the five wing can serve as a manager to observe the world and to withdraw when you feel like there's a threat or a feeling of incompetence. Um, so when you feel incompetent or that defectiveness, the five might work with even the four withdrawalness. So it's almost like a double withdrawal um, away from others. But the, the five can serve as this great gift to bring logical insights and knowledge to your emotional depth so that you can offer all of this and so much more to benefit others. Now, fours, you go down the path of one. And as a manager part, this can bring more judgment, a critical eye to everything that you see around you. Why don't people have better aesthetics? Why don't they have better design? Why can't they see what this really could look like? But also, why can't people be more deep? You know, so just that kind of the criticalness of them not going in the direction that you feel is best. But the one can also serve as a great gift to you to bring groundedness, purpose, direction, and productivity to all your creative gifts and to give others um, more direction with emotional balance. Now, the two path can serve you as a manager by trying to control intimate relationships by being intrusive and overly supportive to win the affection of others. But then as a gift, the two can offer you so much by putting into action an empathetic heart with service, you listen really well to others, and you genuinely focus on other people's needs and move towards them to help them, not for your own gain, but for their gain. Next up is the type five. And so where fives are going to experience their exiles, these very vulnerable parts of them, is whenever they start to have the sensation or experience of being depleted, where they're feeling incompetent, or where they're feeling ignorant. Now, the five has a four wing. And so that four part of their heart can serve as a manager to protect being emotionally overwhelmed by withdrawing and distancing themselves from others' obligations put upon them. But that four part of their heart can be a gift because it can balance their intellect with emotional depth, which can spark a whole new realm for them, a whole new area of inventiveness and ideas that are truly life-changing for people. Fives also have a six wing, and that six part of their heart can uh, become a manager, and it serves to be this suspicious part of them that needs to investigate and become more reclusive uh, before they move ahead since they're anticipating worst-case scenarios. But that can also be a gift because that six part of their heart can serve others to demonstrate loyalty and commitment by being courageous and brave to move forward with right action. Fives can also move down the path of type eight, but that type eight part of their heart can serve as a manager to intensely and assertively protect boundaries to keep others in line so they can't deplete them too much. But that eight part of their heart can be a gift 
to bring confidence and assertiveness to move forward with great depth of knowledge and insight to be a real gift to others with confidence. And then lastly, the five can move down the path of type seven. And that seven part of their heart can serve as a manager by trying to get everything accomplished or learned, and, but they do so in a very scattered and hyperactive way. But just a moment, fives, realize that that seven part of your heart could also be something uh, very helpful. It can be a gift. Why? Because it can bring out optimism and opportunity to all the people that you know so that you can creatively best others with the knowledge that you've gained through your um, commitment to studying and gaining wisdom. All right. So as we've been going back and forth, normally it would be me going through the type six, but I thought, who better to tell everyone about type six than you, a type six, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you dive into type six for us? Fantastic. That sounds good. I can do that. Um, So now I get to lay out my interior world to the world. (laughs) For the whole world to know. That's great. That is one of the funny things that we joke around about about the Enneagram is that, hey, I'm a type six and here's my core fear and my core (laughs) desire, my core weakness. Uh, I'm Jeff too. Yes, yes. (laughs) So where I experience exiles is around experiences of loneliness, not having direction and experiencing a lot of self-doubt. One thing that we not mentioned earlier, but on a very personal note for me, is we often have stories and experiences where we can see where these exiles came about and how we have interpreted life in through these lenses. And so I can think of specific memories where I was alone, where I needed help, whether from parents or friends, but felt very isolated and no sense of direction and no confidence to move forward. Well, my five wing can show up as a manager at time in order to get direction, but to do so anxiously and to do so alone. And so what uh, Beth and I joke around about, you shared with you in the other episode that when Amazon starts showing up at the door and it's book after book after book, Beth knows that that's something's going on in my heart. But that five wing has served as a tremendous gift in my life because what I've been able to do is the research that I do, the reading that I do, actually I'm able to move forward into life with greater sense of confidence. Well, I also have seven wings. Sixes have seven wings. And so that seven part of the heart can become a manager to be less focused and to distract from the anxiety that we feel inside. It can also be that part of your heart that tests loyalties with others. And so in order to figure out whether they're for or against, you do something maybe provocative or kind of uh, eye-catching to see what others' responses might be. And really what this is is to avoid um, feeling, to avoid trusting other people for fear that they may abandon us. But that seven part of your heart can be a gift because you become less dependent upon the opinions of others and being secure with others, and you're willing to take a risk and to be able to move forward. Sixes can also move down the path of nine, and that nine part of their heart can serve as a manager to blind and numb themselves to the anxiety that they're experiencing internally. But it can also be a gift Because sixes sometimes can provide this anxious presence to others, but if they access this nine part of their heart in an 
healthy way, in an aligned way, they become a non-anxious presence who's not afraid of what other people are experiencing, but can provide the safe and loyal uh, space for people to feel their own feelings and to experience their own pain. Six is also moved down the path of three. And that three part of their heart serves as a manager to fit in, to be productive, and to be accomplished in order to feel secure with people. And that can be a gift because that three part of their heart is the energy that we all sixes need to be able to move through the self-doubt and to engage with life, not being dependent upon others, but finding security in the truth of the gospel and the truth that we are showing up for ourselves. And this is the next best step for us. Thanks for revealing your whole internal world. Well, I'm always on the healthy side, so it's pretty <laughs> oh, okay. easy. It's, yes. <laughs> so every all the gift parts is just you. I I am a gift to you. Yes, you are. Yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> okay, type sevens, uh, you're up. And the type sevens, the exiles that you might be experiencing are the feelings of being deprived and limited, missing out on something really spectacular and great, um, super fun. Um, now, the six wing can serve as a manager to demand loyalty from others. You also might find yourself being a little bit more dependent on others while experiencing more self-doubt and insecurity. So you're really kind of looking for others to come through for you. But the six can actually serve as a great gift to you to provide true loyalty and deep commitments to others. You actually finish things. You accomplish things on the behalf of the others. You're not as scattered. The eight wing can serve as a manager for you, which it kind of helps you to get out of these uncomfortable situations by becoming really resistant to any kind of feedback and doing what you want to do. But the eight can serve as a great gift as you step into new situations with confidence and groundedness, not just moving through the air with lightheartedness and fun. You have the sense of groundedness and with reality in place. The path to five can serve as a manager to isolate and become less reflective. But the five path can be a great gift to you by becoming more self-reflective, honest, self-aware, and less reactionary. And then the one path that you guys go down can serve as a manager to become critical towards yourself and others when you feel stuck, limited, and deprived, especially if someone's like keeping you bored or keeping you from something, that criticalness can really kind of come forth. But it can serve as a great gift, the type one can, by helping you to be more focused, responsible, and guided by principles. Well, so for this next section, um, I've asked Beth to do the type eight, uh, because one of the things, it's kind of interesting, eights love you because you do such an excellent job of understanding them uh, rather than putting them down for being strong or resistant or whatever. So um, we've decided, hey, I Beth, love, why don't you walk through the eight? I love my eights. We have three eight women on our team, and I just love them. I'm like, you know what? You go. You plow that path for me. You just told me when and where to show up, and they love it. They're like, <laughs> yes, and I love it. Um, but I think also with my strong eight wing, um, I, I resonate a lot with this, but you know, obviously from a wing standpoint, um, So, okay, eights, your exiles that you might be really kind of fearing or experiencing is that feeling of being controlled, manipulated, harmed, and really betrayed and blindsided. But the seven wing can act as a manager for you to deflect others from controlling you by using humor or spontaneity. So, 
you know, instead of feeling like someone's betraying you or harming you, you might use this kind of whimsical personality to deflect. But the seven wing can be a great gift to you because it can bring this optimism and joy in seeing the good of others and creating great spaces for others to shine. The nine wing can serve as a manager to repress your own needs and desires to be less self-reflective and more private. Now, the nine can be a great gift to you because you can then create safe places for others and welcoming others with a very receptive, non-judgmental space for them. And then the two path that you go down can serve as a manager by being more focused on other people's needs and inserting yourself uh, with kind of an intrusive mentality, but for your own gain. Um, You're wanting people to see how kind and loving you are. But the two can also be such a great gift for you that it helps you to initiate ideas on the behalf of others, to get things done, to plow that path for others when they're stuck and in need. Now, the five path can serve as a manager to become more reclusive and focused on resources to be less dependent on others. So if you feel like you're on the defense, you might pull back, gain a lot of resources and knowledge that you can be back on the offense. And that's where you might use that five as a manager part. The five can also serve as a gift to be more self-reflective, where you're noticing what's going on, not only inside yourself, but how it comes across to others. And then engaging with the world with this more assertive, confidence, but also with a sense of wisdom and insight. So guys, I hope that you really enjoyed us walking the wheel, seeing examples of what exile uh, parts might be, but also what managers might look like. Um, Again, next week, we're going to give you the acronym AWARE so that you can really understand how to be aware of yourself to use these and other things that we're going to teach about um, in your own path of growth. So the goal of this episode was to simply explain how we are more than just one type. There's a lot of different parts of us, and the Enneagram helps to map out our interior world and how we move in healthy and unhealthy or aligned and misaligned ways. Uh, Next episode is really going to be helpful for you to be able to identify what's happening inside of you, what it is you're experiencing and thinking and feeling, and also how to move that from misaligned with the truth of the gospel to being aligned with the truth of the gospel. And this is really important because your main type is the one that does reign supreme. Every, all of these parts are trying to support the core motivations of your main type. So we definitely want you to land on that main type, but to understand there's so much more going on underneath. So for some of the resources that you guys can jump into understanding yourself a little bit further, you can use my course, Exploring You. This is where I'm going to take you through five coaching sessions where I break down your personality into these bite-sized lessons so that you can feel empowered and not overwhelmed. And if you're on this episode and you're wondering, I don't even know my type, Beth, and you've just talked about all the types and their parts, totally understand. You guys might be new at this, and this is actually like what we did today was like Enneagram 3.0. It's like much deeper. But if you don't know your type, just go to our website, yourenneagramcoach.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can click on the link to take a free assessment. But we also have a great course called Discovering You, and that explains with great clarity what the Enneagram is, how to use it, and a great overview of all nine types to help you to discover which one is your main type. 
So thanks a lot for listening to this episode. We pray that you would experience the grace and the peace that's promised to us by faith in Jesus Christ and now given to us by His Spirit. We hope to, that you'll join us for this next episode as we walk you through uh, how to become your own best coach.